something else. Again, I want to thank uh, a good friend, one of my best friends, Connor Buckley, for uh, arranging that little that little ditty there, as he's arranged so many ditties in his particular way before. Uh, what usually, you know, when we're if there's a particular project that I'm working on, and you know, I'll obviously get him. He's a very talented musician, and I'll get him to uh, to suss it out. And for this one in particular, usually what I'll do is I'll kind of give him uh, like a sample track. I'll give him something kind of to work off. Um, and so for this one in particular, I said something along the lines of um, the, it's like the melody that's played on montages and in between scenes of the Flight of the Concord series, um, which is hands down one of my favourite uh, comedy series of all time. Would have had a huge influence on me when I was younger. I mean, in terms of comedy, I mean, you've got Fly Concords, IT Crowd, uh, Mighty Boosh. Um, yeah, these would all just be tops for me. Um, in terms of like my films, for I don't know how many of you that's seen them. For the last film, which was uh, Buckle Up, that was that was a film I really wanted to achieve. Uh, I just wanted to be able to make people laugh, which I find like is such a difficult thing to do through art. So like there's only a few people that can still make me uh, chuckle when it comes to what they produce with their knuckles uh, and forefingers. Yeah, but that one in particular, and I just said, this time around though, I said to him, hey, um, just go wild do whatever the heck you want as long as it's funny just you know just go go completely cuckoo bananas uh, and he surely did that and he came back with the with the rest of the fruit bowl as well there's passion fruit in there as well and guava and he's a real carmen miranda um and then interestingly enough with uh with are we then yet my graduation film i said to him that time around I think at the time I was listening to a lot of Father John Misty and uh, the, the the song and the theme and that I wanted to be quite um, romantic and it was very much I think we were kind of basing it off using it as like a stepping stone was um, I went to the store one day which is from his second album I Love You Honey Bear again the, the title track is like it's just immense like that's I've never heard an album so devoted to uh, a significant other before he just did it the best way possible. But so, so we so we kind of worked off that, and um, it was just one day we it was myself, Buckles, uh, his longtime collaborator Sean, uh, and then Miriam Graham, uh, who just has the uh, voice of a you know a, a, a angel in a dive bar. She is uh, she's something else. When she you see her live, and you see her slapping that knee, slapping that lap. Oh boy. There's a, applause downstairs, uh, but the, the we figured out the chord progression for that, and then um, lyric-wise, then we were kind of like, mm, you know, what are we gonna do about this? And Buckles then suggested he goes, why don't we use um, elements from your journal comics, which is something I a project I'd work on worked on from 2014 and 15 for for every month I would draw kind of like the significant events that had happened in my life, which is, 
now this is like a the audio experience i feel like it's the closest thing uh i'm painting you up little watercolors of uh tales and uh little dribbles of stories that i've uh, encountered along the way how's it going guys yeah episode uh, episode cinco episode cinco the maya of the buco bro <laughs> fuck i can't even say it the uh brooklyn buco podcast me as your host indefinitely the uh imaginative and destructive calf aka johnny cigarette yeah i think it's uh i'm just uh i i uh, I was actually, I was actually, Ashton's parents are here at the moment, we just met up for them with a quick coffee, and then they, Rodney had these Butler's chocolates, and then I was actually, you know what, you know what I did last week, my friends, um, m- maybe regrettably so, I don't know, um, it's a hard one to say, I actually joined the gym, mm-hmm. yeah, this peewee Herman, this little, uh, fucking sliver of hair, uh, in the bath, in the, in the, plug hole decided to join the gym and it's not about you know i'm not going to be the next uh i know uh lou ferrigno or uh or arnold schwarzenegger as much as i wish as i was uh but uh you know you know what all i want to do i just want to be able to open a jar of pickles that's literally all i want to do it's the exact same as when i uh began running back in the day as well like it wasn't a case that i wanted to win a race we had just been like mugged one night by some scumbags in the village and I just wanted to be able to run away as fast and as far as possible. So it's it's it's, it's fear. Exercise is just fear for me. Um, but I you know I decided to come back. It's a, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon and I decided eh, fuck it head back to the bathroom record the the fifth podcast get it get it over with. Ah. I can't say that. I enjoy this. So I'm sipping away on a on a drip coffee now at the moment. I'm going to tell you a few tales. What about that? How, how do you feel about that, my friends? Ah, yeah, this this one I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, the old uh, cultural and social activities that we get to up over here. Um, as well as some uh, listener questions towards the end, but we'll get, to the, we'll get to that when they come to it. But when I say cultural activities, I don't mean like, uh, like, you know, last night going out drinking and how I project all vomited in a place called Cobravar as I proceeded to leave the exit, thought I was okay then, was puking my guts up out the side when a guy comes out after me furiously and ferociously fucks his pint glass at my head and says, fuck you man, get sick of my trainers. No, no, not those kind of nights. It's, you know, it's the, it's the cultural ones, you know, okay getting in with the rubbing shoulders and rubbing big toes with the rest of them with the with the fat cats uh one particular one i enjoy a lot is uh is life drawing um life drawing has been a huge passion of mine since college and i think that's owed mostly to not just the the great models that we had in there but who provided them and who taught us throughout the class which was the excellent teacher laura venables who i've never seen such passion for not only her students, but also their work as well. But uh, that's, yeah, that's, I try to go to that most Wednesdays, but not enough Wednesdays that I become one of the regulars, you know, because there's actually a couple of 
characters that usually go go there as well. I used to, I used to go a lot with um, a good friend of mine that I met over here. Definitely a pal pal for the for the foreseeable future is uh is old Benzo Hickey, an NCAD boy. Um, but we just yeah we just hit it off straight out of the gate, like two greyhounds chasing the the model down a dirt track. Um, but uh yeah you get the you get the regular guys there like you you start off with you know the quick poses and you go into a little longer ones and then the um the little the little asian host he who nobody can really ever hear he provides a 15 minute break then so usually we go at the back maybe because there's so many people in there it gets so hot and uh so you kind of go out for kind of fresh air but also the smoke infected air as well um and uh i was actually out there um telling uh ben this story one night about how ashton and i had gone on the 5th of july so it was the night after the 4th of july so there was not a lot of because the deal with this one it's called a drink and draw so you go and you pay ten dollars and uh you get unlimited uh brooklyn brewery beers as well which which is a it's a tricky one in terms of like midweek sort of thing but uh you just got to pace yourself the the right the right way because um yeah they're fucking they're heavy on the old alcohol percentage which is not a thing over here they don't they never really tell you what the percentage of the alcohol is a lot of the time it's it's a it's a tricky one it's a it's a losing pregnant woman's game um but uh let's see here now so we're at the back and i was telling them about basically yeah nobody was really around so ash and i that night were actually the only people out there and uh just this guy he kind of like stumbles out he has the hand over the mouth and but you can see there's almost like a glisten there's like he's like he, it's like he's um he spilled a gel pen in his in his hand and it's like kind of glistening in the moonlight and he kind of looks around and where does he go to uh, go as i hope not many others have gone before he goes to the vent and he starts getting sick into the vent and he's just there and we're just like oh god this is this is rough poor guy and then one of the other hosts who usually provides the beer uh she kind of came out looked around and we're just like oh, you know he's over there and uh, she was like oh they're gross so but i'm telling i'm telling ben this story and what like kind of towards the end the end of this little um the end of this little tale the guy beside me who i'd noticed around there a lot of times there before he uh has dropped the beer bottle out of his hand and by the time i finish the story he still hasn't picked it up yet and uh we're and, and, and we're like i'm like god that guy is so cool that he just dropped something out of his hand and he didn't even bother to pick it back up again He's just like, fuck the environment. Uh, I'm just enjoying myself. And then, but literally seconds later, he's gone. He drops down as well. He hits the floor like a fucking stone cold Steve Austin. And we're just like, oh shit. Um, and you know we kind of he's he's a he's a little guy. He's like a little uh, he's a little uh, a little bristle of a brush. So we like pick him up and we kind of prop him up. We're like, yeah, are you okay? And he's kind of there with pals as well, but they're very like, ooh, what's going on? And we're like. We're like, you all right? And he was like, yeah, I think I just, I think I just like passed out. And uh, we're like, well, what's the story? And they're like, oh, don't worry, this always happens when he smokes. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, what? Why do you keep doing that then? Stop. Get the chap is after pulling an absolute whitey. He is an ivory salesman color now at the moment. He's like the fucking. He's like uh, Stevie Wonder's keys to his convertible made of 
white marble. He, uh, he, and, and we're just kind of, you know, slapping him a little bit in the face, even though he's like woken up at this stage. And then we kind of say, oh, maybe you guys should go get him some water. Because, you know, he's, he's our, he's, he's their pal. I don't know why we would like help him out. And then they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to run to the store. I'm going to get him some like chips or something. And someone else is like, hey, get me a hoagie while you were there as well, man. And I was like, fucking hell. I was like, great pals that you've got here. Um, and then, yeah, you get a couple of other um, boy, boyos and girls here and there as well. There's one particular old man that will, uh, he always sits up in the front row and he will shake the model's hand uh, after their after their session or whatever, which is, oh, yeah, it's a little bit frowned upon, I feel like. Mm. What else? What else do we have? We have, um, mm. in terms of, uh, almost say, um, hmm. let's say, uh, radio television airing quality of entertainment, um, a bit of a cool car, uh, is, um, I know that uh, a lot of you probably saw the work that I did for um, Out of Swim there uh, recently enough that I worked with a, with a director over here, which was, you know, hands down, that was like such a high accomplishment for me because it was like what I came over here to do. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this, and I thank everybody so much for the congratulations. It really, really meant a lot. Like I was just so happy with how the work turned out. Little did you guys know that um, I'd actually already partaken in an Adult Swim uh, production. Yeah, uh, I I don't know when it's coming out. I thought it was going to be. This happened like last summer. And um, it was basically a case. I don't know if a lot of you are aware of the... Um, he's like, oh, he, wants, like he says he's like an unofficial talent scout for NYC, which I think is very lame. But he's a great one to follow if you're just coming over here and you want to kind of, you know, figure out who, who all the characters are around the city. And he's the one that discovered that guy, Matthew Silver, who's the guy who is in Union Square with the, literally like a cheese string up his ass. And he's just shouting, love, love. And he's got a big, like, kind of beard. Um, he's quite Father John Miski-esque after a couple, a few too many ayahuascas. Um, but, uh, this guy, New York Nico, so uh, he had actually put up on his story and he goes, hey, looking for headshots for people for this new Adult Swim thing, send them to this email. And uh, I don't really think much about, I don't have any fucking, I don't have like assigned headshots. I just have like the, the uh, portrait that uh, they take at the end of college for your like your final year thing. So I just sent that through, not thinking anything of it. And they were like, oh, are you available on Friday to Monday? Or Friday and Monday at eight. And I was like, yeah, I was like, fuck it, yeah, of course, and so it was, like, down in Greenpoint, and uh, straight off the bat, when I was like, it's kind of like, that's, there's a lot of film studios down there, apparently, like, you'll get a lot of, uh, a lot of the Saturday Night Live people are around there, it's, a lot of people have seen Tina Fey dipping her beacon here and there, but uh, so I went down to one of the production studios down there, and uh, as soon as I was, like, walking in, because you, the, as most of you know, I'm, uh, I think definitely over here, especially with the thrift stores and the, a lot of the secondhand shops have picked up quite a nice amount of uh, Hawaiian shirts. And I, they, they had expressed, they're like, please, the brighter, the better, the, the you know crazier pattern. So I have this nice little black number that has parrots and white flowers and uh, green leaves all over it. And as soon as I was going in, this guy, 
And I was like, I bet you he's kind of going in for it. And he goes, he goes, yo, man. He's like, you going in for this Adult Swim thing as well? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, ah, fucking new buddy. He goes, look at those clothes that you wear. And he goes, you're a fucking weirdo. And I was like, yeah, I suppose I am. So you go in, you start filling out all the paperwork. We didn't really know what this show was going to be, what it entailed. All we knew was that it was being produced by Eric Andre. So we just knew it was going to be a, like at least a bit batshit. And so, you know, we uh, he, were, like, hanging out. And, well, you know, one of the best things about that was they had this, like, unlimited food, like a buffet. And you could just, like, fucking go nuts for, like, crackers, crisps. Like, it was all there. A lot of salty, succulent treats. So, uh, people are actually, um, we had to give our, like, height and weight and stuff like that. And, uh people are like lining up to get their outfits but then they're like to me they're like oh no they're like we like we had something else for you um but no you, you like you you keep that that's better and I was like cool all right nice and we go in there so we're basically we're the audience of this show called mostly for millennials which is basically it's yeah produced by Eric Andre but it's done by a friend of his called Derek and this guy he comes out he's the host and he's basically uh, he is black but he's doing like white face I don't think that's technically a term, but just in this particular uh, scenario, it is. And he's kind of he's doing white face, but it's like Guy Fieri, and uh, he uh, he has the frosted tips. He has like the goatee with the little uh, baby frosted tip down in the in the sole patch, where I can only imagine Guy Fieri keeps the soles of every restaurant and diner he's went to, all their like managers. Um, and then he's wearing like one of those shitty fucking coat, like overall galaxy printed hoodies that are just like, sh- like, well, just pure tumbler. And then he has a pair of like white kind of Yeezy season six Yeezy-esque like white jeans. And then he's wearing like uh, a pair of like, like red football boots with that then as well. It's a weird, weird, but like, you know, kind of comedic kind of outfit and but the, the the one the one trick is that he has on the white jeans up the back is a is a complete another like shit stain it's like pure just like you know uh knuckling down with nutella up the back and then it's a red you know fucking dalmio day stain up the front so the the reason we're there is basically it's it's this chat show and it's just supposed to be for people obviously that were born in you know, grew up and born in thousands. I don't know the exact uh, the exact details of like what the fuck I'm, I mean, even though I am probably a millennial. So they had all these like guests on, but the case was is that they had already pre-recorded the guests, but now they just needed the reactions from everyone. Um, and so they had people like uh, some like kid like YouTube star. They had Steve Wilkos on. And for when Steve Wilkos was coming on, we all, to, we all had to go, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. But one of the most insane ones that I just couldn't get over was that uh, they got Neil Young. Neil Young, who's like a huge hero. I love, I adore Neil Young's music. I think he's a complete crackpot, but I think he's like turning out some of the best albums this side of like the last like century. Uh, and then, but the thing with, with him was they were like, okay, so he's going to come out. And you all expect that he's gone because it's Neil Young. I was like, that's a that's a lazy joke, uh, because he's like Neil Young. He uh, he oh, God, man. 
he's going to be this young, you know, little bright star, and we see he's an old man, and, and so we all had to fucking boo him, but I was like, fuck that, I'm not booing Neil Young, that's absolutely ridiculous, so I just kind of, like, hid under the seat then for that one. So, uh, but then, yeah, so it was a shame that we didn't get to see the guests, but it was, like, it was definitely a fun experience overall. The guy who I met on the way in, I l later would learn his name was Jacko, and we, God, we just hit it off straight off the bat. He's a rising trap star now at the moment. And I was hoping that maybe him and his group would maybe be able to sign me, but I don't know, like, uh, he never responded to any of my emails. He does give me texts now and then, though, to let me know about, like, local uh, Nigerian, Uganda nights. He just think it'd be hilarious for, like, an Irish guy to go there. And the thing is, as well, if you pay, it's $15 in normally, but if you wear the traditional dress in, it's only $10. Uh, you know, that's just, <laughs> that's just pure recipe for disaster. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was a, he was a very cool guy. He was, like, what made the, uh, the whole experience a lot, like, very enjoyable as well. He, um, he, he, uh, literally towards the beginning, he goes, yeah, he goes, yeah, I'm a record producer. He's like, uh, just check out this track. And I was like, oh, yeah, let, let me take a listen to whatever. And he gave me that earphones. And then it was, like, literally 20 seconds into it. And it was, you know, it's like, kind of, it was just that kind of, like, mumbly, like, you know, God, I'm on good. Come on, some man, come on, Sam. You never come no more, don't you get it? Come on, some more. And I was like, uh, and then he comes over and he just nudges me, like literally 20 seconds in. He goes, Yo, you crying yet? And I was like, uh, Yeah, I think I'm uh, cracking a tear here. <laughs> just like how fucking funny you are as like a character, basically. But he, one thing like, what came with that culture, but also was weird is that he, uh, he was um, a religious nut as well. And so he was like, um, at one, uh, he, he was like, he goes, oh shit, like the, there's this huge big like ex ex extravagant, extravaganza set and uh, he was like, oh shit, there's the fucking Illuminati triangles, don't be looking at that, don't be looking at the pyramids and I was like, what the fuck, I was like, it's weird that you're kind of like into that whole scene and then you're also like very much like kind of like a, a holy mama's boy. And then he was like, oh, but it's okay, you know, GG, he got your back, you like, look, scene. And it was like, a green screen over like an oversized Mac that was like, I think like it would look like they were actually like on this like computer, but there was like the crosses for like where the like actual scene would be. And he was like that, that was like Jesus to him. What was even crazier was, so the, it's like, was kind of like the season finale. They did this huge big, um, oh, he, here's one, here's one, here's a quick one. So at one point there's this kind of bit where they got a stripper to come out, a male stripper to come out and he was going to uh he was going to behead Derek the um the uh the 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 talk show host or whatever but um they did one take of it and we're all like yeah we're like you know chop his head off and then they're like okay for the next one we have something to ask everybody if that's okay and I was like oh, okay what's this about and they said uh for the next one he's gonna be completely naked while he does it and they were just asking would people be okay with that nudity. And, you know, it actually really surprised me. Literally half the male audience, maybe one or two girls, left. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, really? I was like, in this day and age as well, I was like, I was like that just, there was like a, uh, like a gay guy beside me and he just goes, he goes, well, he goes, if, I, if that's not something, if that's not complete insecurity in someone's uh, heterosexuality, I don't know what is. And I was like, I hear you. Whoa. Um, and, but, uh, you know, I had to just stay, I was like, I've never seen a fucking male strip before, I just had to see the length, you know, 
um, for someone who's been conscious enough when they were 13 to Google what's the average length of it. <laughs> very dangerous, I feel like. Google searches well, what's the average length of a 13-year-old boy's penis? And a Yahoo answer, top of the charts, says, you're supposed to grow an inch every year of your life. You look down at that, and I'm like, fuck, I've got a fucking prong cocktail down here now at the moment. More air than bag, in terms of a walker's bag of crisps. And uh, so, you know, I had to just see this thing. Uh, you know, pure micro-penis-centric. And uh, this, uh, you know, we're clapping and everything like that. And, I, you know, just out of the corner, because we're not really supposed to be watching him. We're supposed to be looking at, like, the the bars that this guy has his head over and I just glance over at one stage and I no joke my friends literally like a pendulum hitting the inside of this guy's and this is just this is just pure on the flop this is just off the clock on the flop fucking flip flop paddywhack give a dog a bone um nuts so alright so that was a quick one but this is this is nuts alright this is for the last scene was basically, and this is going to be like the season finale, I hope I don't, like, I don't know what the fucking story it is, I haven't even seen anything about it yet, so I don't think it's going to be that big of a, a spoiler, but the, the season finale, maybe just skip the next five minutes if you're if you're really on that tantalised Haribo um, tang-fastic buzz, but uh, the last scene, he, Derek, the guy, he gets crucified, and then, so he gets lifted up onto this huge cross, and then he gets, you know, stigmata from that. And so we all got sprayed with blood in the audience. But then, um, because I was wearing my own clothes, but everybody else had changed, they were like, I was like, oh shit, I need to get my change of clothes now. So like towards the end, then I just like, not only did I have to uh, change into the, these other clothes, so I, I'm going to be in completely different clothes. I wear like a, I'm wearing like a camouflage, uh, like long sleeved uh, t-shirt with a pair of dungarees at the end. But also on the Friday when I went in, in between that, remember that story I told you guys before about when I got super, like, like, cray lobster fish burnt on the beach. Well, I came back in on Monday and I was, like, literally, like, fucking red-eye, fucking, like, like I was a little piece of molten lava, basically, molten cava, and, uh, so I, I look, I'm going to look completely different because they used the, the same audience throughout the entire thing. So I run in behind the stage at one stage and I throw on the dungarees and I throw on like the t-shirt and then I pop back out again. And then they spray us all with this like fake blood. But they only had enough fake blood for one shot. So we had to like, get it just like there and then. And then they were going to put in CGI bees on top of that then as well. But because Jacko, he was like a religious man, he said, oh no. I'm not getting involved in this. He goes, there's a crucifix involved. He goes, no, no, no crucifix, dog. I'm getting the fuck out of here. But overall, yeah, and then met Ashton and got the subway home and it was just like, oh, look, that guy covering blood over there. But like, uh, felt very, I feel like very Scarface-esque with the, with the Hawaiian shirt back on again. Another telefusion experience that I very much enjoyed was the old, uh, which I gotta recommend, guys. You know, uh, Fucking Jerry Springer. <laughs> it's you know it's not it's free it, it's free to go and they are like basically begging people at this stage to go to this thing. They like send me and Connor who I recommended to go to as a both get three emails a week and they'll offer like um when we went we got free T-shirts they offer free lunch boxes radios iPod speakers like literally just. 
trying to claw people to come back to the show like while people on the set are like clawing at each other and so I'm sure it's the same it's the most of you like whenever you were like home with a little tummy bug from school and you were eating your uh you were chewing down on a lovely like flat seven up uh you you know it's probably something or you know I, I think I was a bit more of a Jeremy Kyle Kyle Boyle um but still classic daytime tv so you know it's such an experience we just had to go so stupidly enough I went out Ashton had the fucking the 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 brain grains to fucking stick around and go to bed early that night before because it's an 8 a.m uh rightfully so outside that bus goes from Hooters because it's actually filmed in Connecticut and so I went out the night before and I was very much done in then the next day so I kind of slept mostly on the bus out and starving then but you get there then and they provide one bagel per person and with a little tub of the little Philadelphia um, to dip your wick in and then a, a few muffins and when you're waiting around to go in then I think I don't think there was any reason to go there that early if anything I'm pretty sure that's just to stir people off drinking beforehand but you know people had full-on managed to do it one woman specifically was still drinking in while we were on the set then as well and she got kicked out that was actually the most dramatic and entertaining thing that happened over the fucking whatever it was five or six hours that we were there and so uh so yeah you're the, the super early but they start showing you like the all the stuff that was like too sexy for tv um, and i'm like we're getting all riled up and i was like oh my god i can't believe that like actually happened on the show there's one bit that i very much enjoy because <laughs> i just like i only like pretend do it to ash and like and it's like uh this guy, because I didn't never realize how many the the percentage, how much of strippers that were on the show. And there's this one bit where there was like a a pimp was on as well, and he's like, uh, "This one's on the house, boys." And he just pulls up like one of his one of his girls like dresses and just shows her entire naked body. I was like, "Well, what the hell?" And I did, you know, I did it when I'd be walking down the street and it'd be like builders wolf whistling or something like that. I do, I get that, I get Ash, and I go, oh, "Here's the one on the house, fellas." I pull it up, pull it up, I pull it over her head um <laughs> but uh so and then yeah it was a nuts one as well it looks like a fucking i'd definitely look it up on youtube it looks like a nuts episode where they brought on um the head of like the um some i don't know if it was like it was like a real tough jewish uh community and you know they've got they've got the kippers on and then they've got a few fucking veins bipping out of their fucking uh arms and then they, they brought them on against clan people from the ku klux klan that was like nuts they just go out straight off the bat and uh one of the guys takes off the little cone the, fu- the fucking idiot dunce cap off his head and he, he's wearing he's like mocking them by wearing a little kippah and it just kicks off and the two of them start kicking the shit out each other and the audience go nuts then as well and start throwing chairs but but back to our actual episodes you know it, it kind of kicked off and it was just like it's just fucking funny. It's just like seeing that other kind of half. We really had like a through the looking glass of the other half of America, how they like got on. Um, it was, yeah, it was fucking, it was just nuts. Like I'm not even, you know what I might do? I might, because actually recently enough, like last week, this uh, this little boy that lives on our street goes, hey, you guys were on Jerry Springer. And we, we were like, what? Because when we were on, 
they said, oh, this, don't worry, like, the episodes will be up in two to four weeks, they go through the editing process and stuff like that, so you'll be, guys will be on TV and YouTube and on the site within that, we checked back again, nothing, we are just like, fuck, our episodes mustn't, may not have made it, because they seemed quite bland, to be honest, like, like, the, not so much the highlight, but just, like, the craziest thing was hap happened was two strippers fought over a man in a, in a, in a disgusting vat of bitty jello, that I feel like was like the inside of like what like a beanie baby or something and they were just pulling each other's weaves off their head um but uh what's it called um yeah they t what what was what was one of the most enjoyable parts about it was once the segments have finished I don't know if I forgot a point there once the segments are finished the audience get to stand up and do a roast, and whoever does the best roast uh, gets to say, we'll be right back after these messages, so I was like, oh my god, I really want to fucking do that, and there was these two um, girls that were, and another two that were fighting off for this, like, fucking, like, Slim Jim, uh, Dropkick Murphy, uh, and uh, I had a thing set up for, they were, they were, like, both saying that they worked at the club, um, although they were very, like, skinnier than me, like, little white girls with probably more pubic hair, and I was, I was like, what the, I was like, and so I was like, they kept talking about how they kept working at the club, and I had this line set up, I was like, oh, I was just wondering what kind of club you guys are working at, because it about looks like you're working at the morgue, and I thought that was pretty funny, I definitely thought that was the best out of the pile of shit that we, everybody had offered, I think the girl at one said, um, and she was sitting beside me, and she was, oh, she was such a preppy asshole, and she was like, oh, I just wanted to ask, do you know, because the guy was, like, sitting in the swimming pool full of jello with the two strippers, and she goes, do you know how many, like, STDs are swimming around? Not, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty good, but who even, I, I think they're called SDIs now. Like, no, but she knew her audience. But Ashley wouldn't let me say it. So then, you know, this for we recorded another episode then, and, uh, you know, I, that was my best material. I shouldn't have tried again, but I did. And if anything, I kind of just wanted to talk to Jerry because he's cool. He's actually a pretty cool guy. He kind of like it's very much the case. I think after all these years, he's he just turns off as soon as he goes in there. He's just that's it. He just makes a quick book and then he just gets the heck out of there. And I'd say he goes home. He seems like there's a really good This American Life podcast that we listen to, where where it tells you like where he actually went wrong. Turns out back in the day, he was he was like basically going on to be president. Like, Jerry Springer could have been easily been president of, of America, but what happened was he stupidly, he was a politician, he was a senator, and he paid for or a prostitute with a check, and he obviously, is, everybody found out of it, and he was like a, he was a laughing stock, and he was like, you know, he, he had to resign. But then he went on to local newscasters, and that's where he finally, he created, like, that reality agony ant show, basically. It's, it's, it's nuts. But, um, and then, so, yeah, what did I sh stupidly say? He was too far away when he said to me, so, I had this whole thing where these girls all came out and they were all fighting about because they were like, oh, you're not my friend anymore. And I was like, but they kept mumbling. Nobody could hear what they were saying. So, but then, you know, it just didn't work out. And the, Jerry gave me the microphone and I go, yeah, how are you all supposed to be talking behind each other's backs if, and then I, you know, uh, the crowd... You know, I know I mumble or I like stumble a lot in here as well, and it's because I have a crowd of like a little pe I have a little row of mice from Babe in the city and a cockroaches, uh, 
applauding my every move and that you know that can uh stimulate my senses but uh i just completely fumbled it up and then i just had to end with i was like pronounce your words and people were like what the hell what the fuck is that like little little bitch ass doing and so i you know i kind of made a bigger fool of myself than the rest of them and of course i didn't get to to call um to, to lead on to commercials it was i was a fool I was this fool, and then, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a good um, it's a good time. I definitely recommend, but have definitely have material prepared before you go out there. Just giving you a heads up. Here's another heads up. I have never seen like, okay, on the bus out, which without sounding racist was basically like, I'm trying to think like I still haven't thought of like an analogy I can use that doesn't come across as me being um being like i'm wearing a uh make america great again sort of cap or a, or a brexit bracelet <laughs> basically ashton and i were like two uh zits on the uh on the face of the teenage boy from uh, moonlight basically if you know you know what i mean it's I don't know. I don't think that that's gonna go over well. But uh, but um, what was it? Yeah. So, but on the way out, uh, as I'm drifting off to sleep, I start hearing everybody. Oh, you know, I hope we get those jerry beads. And a lot of people that these are actually regulars and know Jerry personally because they go out. It seems like every, almost every fucking week, and they're all going nuts for these jerry beads. And we're like, what are they talking about these jerry beads? Like, what is that? And then that we we finally find out that when we get to the to the to the roast and so you can either do the comment or you can go yo jerry i just want those jerry beans i look around and i hear the first person uh you know announce this and then they the the women all the women they all they all rip up their tops and they, they they're fucking uh fucking melons are banging around the place like again carmen miranda no, i can't use that again uh, fucking the, at, at one stage there's one there's a woman behind Ashlyn and she does it and she goes I want those cherry beads and she pulls up her top and they're so big they're sit there to do like two uh, Barack Obama heads uh, she can't even get them out and she finally gets one out and it smacks Ashlyn in the back of the head gives her whiplash uh, another like there was an, uh, a group of old women that I think were announcing I thought they were like oh we're doing we're, well here for like a charity thing and uh, we just you know we're all here we just want those cherry and like these women 60 and 70 years old just get these fucking like bagpipes out and they're just fa- they're falling all over the ground they're they're like fucking like they're uh slinking down the like stairs of the set down around uh one of them went up my leg it was like fucking oh like snakes snakes and ladders my friend <laughs> mm. but uh yeah i think let's Let's now go. Man, I think I'm a little riled up now. I think I think the, the coffee is like a good, you know, it gets me gets me fucking going. You know, maybe, maybe I should forget about the tea, um, because I'm fucking like fucking gone with this man. I'm sketch boys. Question. Let's go question time. Let's uh let's see. Um, let's see here. Ryan asks, Cav. What's your what are your, some of your favorite NYC food spots, and why? Ah, oh, thank you, Ryan, for the thank you for the for the question. I, I'd love to answer that. 
let's let's break this one down. I think into, into the my favorite food groups per chance. Let's 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 do it that way. My favorite my favorite food hands down at the end of the day is definitely Mexican, and one place just does it the best, and that is uh, this place called Los Hermanos, and that's actually right beside the Life Drawn. And funny, funny story about that place is they, they, they're actually a, a taqueria as well. So they actually make the tacos fresh in there. But I was doing an, in, uh, the internship with Cartoon that I was doing when I first arrived here was, uh, right across, was right across the road from there. So when I get paid my, whatever it was, $25 for the two days that I worked there. Yeah. Um, I would, on the, on the Thursday that I would always go over there, but maybe some of the other interns or maybe I just go over by myself, but I don't know about the rest of you guys. But I get a serious thrill from giving a fake name when I go, whether that's a Starbucks or anywhere that requires a name. Because, you know, Keith never really cuts it. You know, that's why, why the fuck everybody calls me Cap. I disdain that name. It's too, it's, too, it's too brutal at the start. It's too soft at the end. It's like a, it's like a, a, a cotton bud with a, with a thumbtack at the end of it, which is basically a bee, I suppose. My name is a, is a, is a dirty wasp. Um... And so I go in there every day, every Thursday, but it was, the place is so good and quite, it's quite cheap in terms of like New York prices as well, that uh, they started, you know, recognizing who I was. And so I think after, you know, after several weeks of Jerry, uh, uh, Stephen Montgomery, um, uh, Mortimer Lansbury, I think I, I was like, fuck, no, the guy is like, kind of like, oh, this is, this noise, noise number, you know, and I decided, uh, you know, well, I gotta stick with one, and it was Johnny, and my friends, that was where Johnny Cigarette was born, that day, the interns were like, oh, Johnny, and they're like, so what's your second, and then I was like, Johnny Cigarette, and that was it, that was, that's where it came from, and uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's where the, the, the Marlboro, the mighty Marlboro man was was born that day out of a cigarette butt and some uh, nicotine. I amalgamated from nicotine buzz. Uh, in terms of my Italiano heritage, pizza. I'm gonna say I gotta say it's and you know like I'm trying to you know go to do Manhattan, go to back to, to Brooklyn again, but literally down the road from the, the live drawn as well is this place called Artichoke Pizza, and that's actually a, a um, that's a, that's a chain, and they do, you go in there, get the artichoke slice, and literally it is the cheese, there's no tomato on it, which I don't mind at all, it's cheese, like kind of sauce roux on top of this thing, as thick as your fucking mother's elbow. We came across this place two years ago when we were here with Stefan and Ewan, I think we went to a, uh, someone's going away one night and then it was there in Manhattan and we came across it because there was two uh, gay lovers outside it because there's so much cheese they were like almost like I know it's like close enough to cream but I don't think this is particularly acceptable to but they were like putting it on each other's like noses and foreheads and like kind of like licking it off then I was like ooh, and I was like that's asking for a fucking bad breakout um but that is like that place is something else like one of those that like oh mm, bellissimo uh great place actually now that i think of it 
that I usually go for like a treat after I'd done the dog walking is um, Murray's Cheese Emporium, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that, oh, they do the best grilled cheese sandwich. They do, they incorporate a secret blend of cheeses, grill that up for you, and oh, hot after, but that is something else. That's just off kind of like the West Fourth area. Um, in terms of for my for my vegan and vegetarian friends, don't don't think I forget you, my friends. Um, I would definitely recommend, which I which 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 is it just it it feels like it's in it's it's been inherited throughout the generations of the J one students over here. People just go, oh, you want to go? If you want to get a good fucking vegan meal, it's got to be Buddha Badai in so that's Chinatown, and that is the best vegan food of all time they I actually brought my parents there didn't tell them that it was it was there was no meat in it and only and they didn't realize they only knew afterwards the duck was like a little kind of so so I wouldn't recommend that but there's like a shred of beef in there go for the shred of beef oh and it's not there's not I was like is this like a bad transition they not realize that they're they're doing this but no that's it's simple um dumpling wise it's got to be at the end of the day it's got to be Vanessa's uh, gorgeous little parcels of, of uh, love and uh, unknown meat and a little bit of cabbage in there. They're great. You get like whatever, like four of them for like like a dollar or something like that. That's that's a nice little cheap handy meal. Um, and then let's see, fast food wise, let's take uh, what do I? One thing you think because you're like oh it's the home of it, you think oh this is gonna be it's gonna be better than home. McDonald's is shit here. It's a fucking like crap factory. Uh, the meat is like charred marshmallow, basically. Um, it's it's just it's like it's a sawdust in a shitty bun. Um, forget about it. Uh, forget about it. Uh, let's see. We got Wendy's. Wendy's is pretty good. I like the the burg the burgers. They there and uh, Checkers, which is another favorite of mine. I like how they put they put the onion and they put the lettuce and the tomato on the bread, which just gives it that nice kind of fresher, soft crunch. Um, I thir- I enjoy Popeyes is kind of like a better uh, a better uh, KFC basically over here as well. I enjoy the the butterfly shrimp from there a lot. Although I actually got food poisoning from there once, so it's a bit of a sh- sh- like scudder shit. Um, and then. Uh, Oh, bit of a guilty pleasure. If I see one and the stomachs are rumbling, um, you know, I'm gonna get, I'll, you know, shimmy into the old Taco Bell. And actually what happened is there's actually a fucking, a checkers that was near and dear to my heart and to our apartment actually closed down there a while ago. I was like, oh no, it's closed. And then, uh, but now a Taco Bell's after opening up and said, so, oh, what? oh my God, what the heck? We're actually... Actually getting a live call here, folks. Do you want to... Okay, let me just put you through. Okay. Okay, go ahead, listener. Are you related to that celebrity from from Snapchat and Instagram, is it? I think he was on the telly as well. Irish Got Talent, I think the show was. James Kavanagh, that's his name. Are you a relative? Uh, is he your brother by any chance? That'd be fierce funny, wouldn't it? Jesus. 
Jesus, he's a celebrity now in his own right. Yes, yes, not not just on the Snapchat socials anymore. <laughs> Thank you, caller, for that uh, elongated question. I was oh, Keith, don't leave the iron on when you leave the house. You could start a fire. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, for that advice. Uh, that's um, a local man that uh, cleans bird shit off people's uh, car windscreens. Really nice guy. Uh, still wears his primary school uniform on weekends. And a board gosh. Uh, cap and glad to hear that guy still <laughs> keeping well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not related to James Cavanaugh, although I wish I could leech off that fame as much as the rest of it. Maybe he could get, give me a little a little shout-out on his uh, schnappstash-stories. Um, I don't... Unfortunately, this week, folks, I don't have a, a song. I haven't I haven't planned... Because the, the podcast is actually going to go out tomorrow. This is the, the longest I've actually left it before... Um, before uh, recording, so I'm gonna just like go, literally go straight into editing after this. Very Kevin and Rebecca style. I don't know how many people you know about that uh, Irish vlogger. I'd thoroughly recommend to put your uh, anxiety at ease. Um, I think, see, because I only planned for this podcast to be about five episodes long. See how it did, and I, you know, depending on what how you guys feel about it, let me know. Um. Because honestly, like, I really appreciate, there's been some really, really nice comments about it. One one particular guy, um, what's even more, more bizarre is, like, the people that people that I actually don't know that have listened to this. One guy, he said he listened through the entire thing while he's writing his thesis, which is which is nuts. Um, I was so, like, happy about that. Um, yeah, let me know if you want me to continue on. I think the next phase of this... I might take a little kind of uh, take a little breather maybe for like the next week, um, but when I come back, I'm thinking, you know, let me think how you feel about this. I'm thinking I'm going to uh, start interviewing some of the other people that are over here and let them tell some of their stories, cause I'm I'm wiped out. I'm I you know let me uh, I I want to be I want to be the 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 young uh, uh, less drug abusing Mark Marin, who doesn't, uh, who gives people time to speak and doesn't talk over them the entire time. Um, yeah, let 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 me know. I, yeah, I think that could be. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, let me see if I can. I'll see what I can do about. Thank you if I do get a, if I do get another Irish artist, um, to 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 close us out on this one. But if not, my friends, enjoy the week. I hope the weather is uh, sweet and your sweat is salty. Um, for those wondering, uh, you can. I'll be home. Um, it's gonna. I'm thinking it's gonna be like the end of September. You know, let's get a, let's get a pint. Let's let's roll a rolly and uh, let's enjoy each other's company. One more thing. Before I go, just, uh, guys, make sure to go out and vote 
for the referendum. Uh, please vote yes if, especially the lads, uh, you know, it's, it's not for you. Just think of if you have sisters, mothers, aunties, cousins, uh, stepsisters, half-sisters, anything. Just, like, do it for them. See how much they've given you. And literally just not asking anything from you, but just allowing them to have a choice. Uh, I think it's so important. And one major thing that I would uh, definitely recommend as well is people uh, ask your parents because uh, I, I left it uh, too late. Uh, my mother tends to uh, flirt with the little local priest a little too much. And so she's still quite a religious woman. And um, they were away in Malta uh, two weeks ago. And uh, Ashley actually said it to me. She said, you know if your parents are voting yes and I was like well I just assume that they would know what the you know what the what the right way is um and then but you know when we were out that night then I decided to message them on whatsapp and just say you know are you guys you know are you guys definitely voting yes to this and it's the case we we actually can't we had planned to fly home for the referendum and it's I'm sick that we can't because uh you know, literally every vote counts, but uh, I said, even if you're voting no, honestly, um, like, please, it just for if for me, could you please just at least do one of them a yes vote, you know? And uh, I didn't hear back from them, and I was actually quite worried about it then. Um, so they, uh, but then they messaged me back, like, the next morning, and they said, oh, we were actually on the flight. My dad said, thankfully, like, one of the uh, smartest things he's ever said was, oh, that was, a no like, that's a no-brainer. I think he has thankfully like enough cop on as he's like a psychiatric nurse which is a joke amongst most people that that i'm not actually their child and they found me in a uh, in a padded cell or a bin outside of grange gorman basically and took me took me into their arms but uh honestly yeah just please literally every vote counts i can't i don't think anybody can trust it enough and make sure to speak to it speak to it and just try and influence as many people whether that's your, your parents, your grandparents, aunties and uncles, just if you have any of the slightest doubt that they might be going in the wrong way. And for people voting no, honestly, like if you're not going to give a choice, I don't want you to have the choice to listen to this podcast anymore. Shut your ear holes, shut your fucking trap holes about the, all this bullshit that you're spurting now at the moment. Honestly, the, like, the women of Ireland have waited too long for this. You know, it's it's been it's been a long time coming, and it's gonna and it's gonna keep going. Abortions are gonna keep happening, whether these whether John Waters, uh, and his receding hairline like it or not. All right, you guys have a good one. Bon voyage, my friends. Bon voyage. Wipe my ass.